0: Hey, everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched Gemini Man, directed by Ang Lee and starring Will Smith, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, Benedict Wong, and mostly Will Smith. Um, spoilers if you don't want to find out anything that happens to this film that's not already revealed in the trailer then stop listening now. Uh, go see this movie. If you if it looks interesting, if the trailer looks interesting to you, then I think that you will have a fairly good time at the movies, uh, seeing it at, at the theater. Um, so uh, I only just learned, and this is mainly why I went to see it today, um, I was not aware of all of the technical... Specifications of the film. Um, ideally, the film would be watched a, in 3D at uh, in 4K. That sounds reasonable enough. At 120 frames per second, which is ridiculous because no theater in the United States is capable of doing that in 4K. Um, there are like 14 theaters that can play it uh, at that frame rate in 2K. And one of those theaters is in Colorado, um, from what I understand. But even on the website, it, it's kind of a far drive for me. It's like 40 miles away. And I was going to go see it there, but uh, thinking about it, as, as it got closer and closer, I, thought, I you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to see it in the theater near me. It's still 60 frames per second. It's still in 3d. I'll get a pretty good idea of what the experience is like. Um, but maybe, maybe if I do see it in 120 frames per second, it'll just blow my mind. And, and, and just the, the, from a technical standpoint, I think it would might blow my mind. Um, but I did not see it in that format. I saw it uh, as good as possible at my the theater near me. Um, so I, this is the first film that I've like the first feature film I've seen footage that's that high a frame rate before and all that kind of stuff. But I have not seen it on a big screen in a theater, and I have not seen an entire film uh, filmed in such a way. And it was it was a very interesting experience. It was uh, strange at times. It kind of felt like uh, like a tech demo a a little bit, or like or like a travelog video, like a a travel video, Um, like something that's just purely about getting the best crystal clear image possible and um i think one of the side effects Okay, i this this review is mostly going to be going into this aspect of it um but i am going to get to talking about the story and stuff a little bit later on um so i think uh, i mean just from a, a a purely technical standpoint if you're shooting at that high of a frame rate your shutter speed can only be so slow so it it makes sense that there would be virtually no motion blur at all because the shutter speed it's maximum the the uh the maximum shutter speed that you could get would be 100 1 120th of a second which is um and even then i think it would still i'm not sure if it would be different depending on what kind of cameras they use because with traditional film if you're shooting at 120 frames per second, then the shutter speed, its maximum would be uh, 1 240th of a second because it's half of the, t- half the time it's completely covered and all that kind of thing. But um, but if it's digital, I think it can be, uh, you can actually have a-, a frame, the shutter open the entire frame, like that entire amount of time having that light fill that frame. I think, maybe, I'm not sure, i have to look into that a little bit. I think it, it's still less than, um, it's. it still has to be faster than what the frame rate is, I think. But maybe not, maybe not. But it, it is displayed faster, it is displayed for 1 240th of a second. Especially in 3D, because it's alternating between the two and it's that's so many frames per second that's that's nuts it's 240 actual images if you're seeing it it's complete uh maximum frame rate and that's that's a lot of data it, and it's totally understandable that it's not possible to do that um even on the the setups that are possible there's like a few in Asia that are able to do it and they uh, had a special setup just for the premiere so that they could actually show it in 4K at 120 frames per second um, at, uh, I think it's Man Chinese Theater is, is where they had the premiere for it, maybe. Um, somewhere in Los Angeles. But, um, yeah, it totally makes sense that hardware is not capable even if it is capable of doing it that it's gonna have really there's gonna be a lot of technical issues with it just the pure amount of data that's getting pumped in through those systems and then uh the actual machinery that's projecting it and all of that um so yeah it was so i saw it at 60 frames for a second which was still very very strange very different from seeing other films and the 3d I think the re- the reason it is so strange, um, but I think it was also done incredibly well, is that, um, I mean, the, the, there's the, the physiology of how your eyes work and stuff like that. Uh, this is all just my personal opinion about it. Uh, from my experience of watching other 3D films, the, the things that I don't like about 3D films in general are that you are... Uh, as a filmmaker you're directing the the viewer to focus on certain things. But when a film is in three d your eye wants to be able to shift around to what at what to focus on. And that only works if everything is, is in focus, that you can do that. And a lot of this film was like that, where you have this deep focus where objects in the, in the foreground are, are crystal clear, as well as all, all the way into the background, off into the distance, so that you could actually look at things as you would in real life and choose what to focus on. And it wouldn't feel like your eyes are screwing up because you're trying to focus on something that is blurry. Um, that it will be in focus if you try to focus on it. That type of thing. Um, I think I did a really long episode about Terminator ter- uh, Terminator 2 in 3D. Uh, talking about all the same kind of stuff. So uh, search for that on the website if for even more of our thoughts on 3D. That, that film was incredibly well done considering the film was not shot in 3D. Um, I'm not sure if this film was actually shot in 3D as as in with two cameras or with the the side by side cameras getting actual stereoscopic 3D. Or it, I feel like it was because it was really it felt really realistic. It wasn't like seeing like a Marvel Avengers or like most 3D films are post processed 3D. Um, which is, uh, it's, it's like an artist's interpretation of what the dimensions are of what you're seeing on screen. Oh, but what I was getting at is that, um, I think that th- this film did it incredibly well because I, one, one piece of evidence for that is that I did not, um, get a headache from watching the film. Most 3d films, I'll get a headache from watching it from for mostly the reason that I already talked about of the uh, I was trying to focus wanting to focus on other things sometimes and not being able to actually see them clearly and it just you know it's just just a whole psychological thing um this film there were some there were some moments where stuff was where there was focus that was um I mean, it wasn't all the time that it was deep focus. There, there are uh, many moments where one character's out of, uh was blurry, in the fort, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's there are exceptions to what I'm saying, absolutely. But uh, there are also other moments where uh, you know, especially at the beginning of the film, it seemed like it was all just kind of. Um, humdrum kind of of people talking in a room type of stuff um but even then uh there are some okay so this is what i was kind of thinking of through the film i'm getting like really sidetracked i I may may have forgotten a, a point that i wanted to make completely but i did want to talk about how there's I am appreciative of this film and what Angley is doing because is whether or not the film is good from a story perspective, um, which is it's, I'd say it's like, okay, overall, I give the film a B I'll, 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 I'll just say that right now. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Um, some of the performance I, I wasn't really a fan of, but uh, it it had some cool action. It did some really interesting things, especially from a technical standpoint. And um, I, it's I I'm, I'm like fine with it. Uh, it's kind of understandable for it not to be. It would have been nice if it was like an amazing story and amazing acting, and all of that. Uh, but I, when uh, a film is like so focused on the pushing the technological envelope. I feel like it's a really rare that a film does that and has all the other elements of a great film. Um, but because the focus, uh, just the difficulty of pulling off some of the things they did has to consume so much focus from everybody. Um, that other things, there's no way that other stuff won't suffer from it. Um, and it's, I think that's a sacrifice for this technology, if this is even a technology that's going to move forward, which from the box office, how poorly this film is doing so far, that might not, this might have been the last, the uh, the last step along the way, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is, we'll, we'll look back on this and see it as a huge stepping stone because I think it might be, but, um, uh where is i going with that i feel like there's there's like a whole additional set of rules and some rules that don't really apply some some uh not really rules but like uh conventions of conventional filmmaking of two dimensional filmmaking um there are uh certain things you do and certain things that work that have been figured out over the last 100 years Um, more than that now. Um, whereas, uh, 3d filmmaking and especially high frame rate, three dimensional filmmaking is so different from everything else there. Uh, just the way the audience, um, experiences it is so different that it's uh, it seems like there there's uh, a whole different set of rules not though there's still stuff that the that, that is consistent across from one to the other um, that does work between the two but th- things that um, you just have to you just can't do and things that you want to try to do simply to, to avoid causing the viewer to to get sick to get physically ill while watching the film um which is uh so interesting like um it's to me it was really apparent that that was a huge consideration um and it seems to me i don't know if there is anybody who's broken this down already into like a thing uh, like a list of things to do but it seems like That there's a limit to the number of, uh, of, there's a limit to the amount of motion. So the different types of motion that you can have in order for it to, uh, not make the viewer completely sick and just leave the theater and that kind of thing. And I think that, um, so, uh, everything just being in 3D like breaks that, uh, breaks away one of the, uh, dimensions that you can move in freely at a time. You can move in all the dimensions, but not as many at the same time, I feel like. Um, so, uh, one, one example would be, uh, there are a couple of cross dissolves between scenes, but in both instances, in both of the, uh, from the before and after clips of that, they were stationary wide shots of an environment, M- mainly an environment. And that was okay because it was, uh, because there's no camera movement. We have that time movement uh, and the, the dissolve across those. And it, it was okay. Um, then other instances, uh, like in the, um, uh, motorcycle chase sequence, um, you're following the motorcycle through the streets, and in those cases, there was not any um uh rotational movement. It was all uh, dire- uh it was all moving on the z-axis towards the subject. And also, an important thing I think is keeping the subject when there are all these camera moves, keeping the subject at the center of the screen. Um. Which is uh, far less frequent in two-dimensional f- filmmaking, unless it's like a stylistic choice um, by the director. But in this, I think it's it's an important, uh, it's an important thing for the viewer to have that subject center at the center and kept there when there is camera movement happening. And you see this on a a smaller scale earlier in the film, like in those standing around in the office, we see, we we have these uh, kind of dolly shots around where a camera just shifts across the desk, but it keeps the subject right in the center, maybe not right in the center, but they can stay in the same spot in the frame. Um, as opposed to what you might usually see like coming out around their shoulder or something like that and their position on the screen changes drastically um is like a completely different type of shot and i i believe that that's part of kind of the this uh this guideline maybe to not make the audience sick is if there is camera movement, keep this, the subjects in frame. Um, there were some instances where was, there, there's like the close-up, like really fast action with kind of like handheld camera, a little bit of shakiness to it. Um, that was at a really, really, uh, minimum I felt like. And, um, that's why I was able to actually work. Um, that it, uh, and, I believe it also followed that of keeping the subjects in the center of the frame um, that you're not seeing. Um, and that if you're, when they they cut away or they cut into or cut away from it, it wasn't to similar shots where you would see a lot of that in like a born uh, identity type of film that there's lots of like close shots. It's just cutting between them a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that's that's got to be one of the guidelines for what types of shots that they could do, and the framing and composition of those shots. Um, It, it was. It I felt like it was really obvious that that was, that, that was a del- all all that those were deliberate choices not to make the audience sick. And yeah, yeah, because those t- a lot of the shots you would not see in a film otherwise if this is just a regular two-dimensional film um i don't think i I think half of the film would look completely different um from a a framing uh to yeah mainly framing of of shots and also camera movements so um yeah i am talking a whole already like almost 20 minutes about this film um I do want to see it again in just regular 2D, because I feel like it's it's going to be. I feel like it probably doesn't really work as well. It just w- might just seem like a really weird movie if it's not seen in it's intended like how they shot it. Um, because so because like what I just said, so many of the 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 choices seem to have been made because of the way the film is being made um the way the way it's uh, meant to be seen but um i don't know maybe it works fine maybe it's fine without the 3d all of that which is would be good if it is but i still think it would be really weird for a lot of the shots that are like uh that are centered um i don't think they make as much sense just as a but I'll see, maybe, maybe I'll see it again in the theater, um, soon, sometime this week, but, um, <clears throat> man, I am kind of bummed out that it's not doing so well, because it, uh, this kind of, there's something there, and in the experimenting and figuring it out, it's, I, I feel like Ang Lee is the, at the forefront of figuring out this aspect of this, technical the uh, it's more it's i think this is the most advanced filmmaking that's taking place around except while avatar the sequels are probably doing really similar um so like james cameron all of them and, and way to workshop in general um so yeah uh, okay, that's another thing that i'll get to in a second but um yeah i i could see this like this film is one of the steps of figuring it out because uh, you look back um because of the technical limitations of it because you're, you're okay you're going back to like the the 1940s like these studio pictures where the film the, the cameras were these mon- monstrous machines and so the camera the camera movements were very limited um and it really had that uh, to me it really had that feel at, at at points that uh we do have these locked down shots because they can't move the the, film whether they can't physically do it i i'm sure they could physically do it whenever they wanted to but the 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 end product limitation of no we can't move the the camera as much as we normally would um because we are focused on it being, uh, palatable to the 3d viewing audience, that type of thing. Um, but as they, as they're figuring it out, as technology, uh, uh, develops, um, and all that kind of of stuff. So it is like an early it's, it's the early days of this type of film. And I, I absolutely appreciate, uh, the the risks the experimentation and all of that and that's a whole separate thing from it's it's somewhat tied together with the reasoning for having a digital actor um as uh the um the antagonists, uh, throughout the, the film, uh, the junior character. So, uh, Will Smith plays Henry and he has, he finds out he, somebody is, he's, he's retired from being a, a, a mercenary basically, or a hitman or whatever. Um, he's not like a, I don't know exactly what he's called. He's, he's part of some government agency. So I don't, I think it's like a mercenary type of thing or assassin maybe is a better word for it because he's not because a mercenary i think is also like a hitman that they're just a hired gun but he's like this this is his job he works for this agency it's always for he's part of the agency but whatever anyway um someone has been sent to kill him because uh it's believed that he knows something he knows too much and uh, the person who's been sent to kill him is a clone of himself that's 25 years younger than him and um is extremely skilled but has been raised by his former uh commanding officer uh from from birth um and is uh has been brought up to be as even better than henry is it henry is it Harold? starts with an h pull that up henry henry that's his name um by the way Mary elizabeth Winstead I thought was awesome in this she's my f- favorite thing about this film um and uh i i I give her props for being awesome um but uh yeah so this this younger him the clone him is a digital actor it's not a de-aged will smith it's not a body double with a face put on there it's a completely digital actor which is um in some of the action sequences and stuff when he's like riding a motorcycle and things like that um it's uh it's it's kind of unnatural the way that he moves and stuff like that um so i okay so the 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 theme of the it's this Gemini project where they're working on first just a, a clone. And then as it turns out, so this is a big spoiler. I already warned you about spoilers already. Turns out they're, they're also messing with the genetics and like eliminating, erasing emotion and fear and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, um, yeah, it's kind of like a... a, a why would we put uh put at risk somebody who has a family who has uh parents who has loved ones back home when we could have these clones that go out there and fight and do the fighting and if they're if they're killed they don't have a family that's devastated by them being killed and all that kind of thing which does make some sense but i felt like okay the the the, the technology is still isn't quite there it's still it's still the uncanny valley. We're still in the uncanny valley there that the, the digital actor is not, it, it is not perfect. It, it is not, it, it still looks off. And so I felt like this film could be an allegory about the dangers of using digital actors to replace, especially to, to replace young people. Uh, young versions of actors as they grow older i kind of think like this this film whether it's intentional or not i think it could be seen as an allegory for that and a warning against that technology that this should not be done and this film should be the last to ever do it but it, it is not it will not be the last film to ever do it and i am concerned with that aspect of filmmaking because it's um it's weird it's weird and it's not perfect and it's not not perfect in the way that filming a regular person is imperfect it is it is digitally imperfect which is uh just is is weird it's weird so um yeah yeah um that so all the high frame rate and the 3d stuff um except that the the digital actor is 3d and all that so it integrates with that aspect of the film i felt like all the experimentation and uh figuring out the rules of the three to make the best 3d and uh to making that work in the uh, the frame rate and all that completely unnecessary to have this other element of a digital actor to be able to figure that stuff out but they did both and i think because they're because the focus was on pulling off both of those very hard things um that they it it wasn't a really um story and character wise it wasn't really a um, a challenging script to take on if, if, um, if that makes sense, like, uh, it was a, it was very straightforward plot. Um, they didn't really get too deep into it. Um, not all of the actors were, I mean, they, they were, they seemed as though, okay. Well, uh, junior, even though as a digital actor, there were quite a, there were a couple of performances that seemed much more robotic than hit than him um mainly people who uh, uh, appeared behind desks um the, luckily the main three people that we see on screen most of the movie were all very uh very good to um uh very interesting to watch um uh, benedict Wong, i love him um he was very funny, and um, uh, and like I said, Mary Elizabeth Winston was amazing, and then uh, Will Smith was very good too. Um, but his the his his digital self was as as good, and it sounded like maybe that was on purpose. That he was trying to act like he did when he was younger, which is that that's kind of, that seems like a weird choice. Like, oh, you have to act like you act like you when you were younger. Was why. Why can't I just act like this character when this character was younger? Then I could, then I could be a, a good actor. About it, I guess I don't know. Anyway, um, huh, yeah, it's it's really it's it, it's a really interesting film. If not not for the story, like there are some cool stuff in the story. I did I did like the twists and turns of it. Um. Uh, so really big spoiler again uh, all of this has been a spoiler but uh <clears throat> junior ends up siding with harold and um and danny who's mary elizabeth Winstead's character and helping them but then uh clive one clive, <laughs> clive owen's character um He sends another soldier after them, and this guy is really, really good. He's like got this whole suit and helmet on. He's like impervious to everything He's just unstoppable. And they just on finally take this guy down. They take and as they're as as I say, it's another clone. It's another clone. It's that that's got to be another clone. And sure enough, it was and um i was pretty happy about that and it was a genetically modified clone that's been removed of all emotions and feelings they feel no pain no fear any of that And it just slumps over dead without even reacting to them really like um uh danny is like don't doesn't that hurt or something like that i don't remember exactly what you said but Oh, I like that twist a lot, and, um, it's, it is, it did make me think a lot, like, the points that, uh, Clive Owen's character, I should look up his his character's name, um, Clay Varus. I guess that's, that's not really that great of a name to be calling him by, um, it's, it's so close to Clive, anyway, Clay, Clive, whatever, um he's he's like if we do this then nobody with a family has to die they could the, like these clones they don't have feelings they don't have fear they have none of that and they don't have families so like why is this bad and i was surprised that i was kind i was kind of expecting because this is after they killed the the really badass clone um i was expecting an, I was kind of hoping that he'd be like, oh, you," because uh, um, Harold, he stops Junior from shooting him um, and then shoots him himself. But before he shoots him, I, I, I thought, oh, what if he's, what if he realized he's, he's right? Like, this is, this is a good thing. That would be, that would have been a really interesting twist. And I wonder... Okay, so after that, after they kill, after Harold kills um, Clay Clive, uh, because Clive has been uh, Junior's father his entire life, he's raised him and everything, and that's why he stops him. Uh, Harold stops Junior. He says, if, "If you do this, it's gonna, it's gonna d- change. It's gonna break something inside of you. So I'll do it." He doesn't say, "I'll do it." He just does it. Um, after he gets the gun away from him but um uh so after that happens it goes six months later and there's like a college campus and harold comes out on the quad and he has all this stuff that he's gonna give to junior and uh danny is there and it's i thought oh is she she a professor at this college now It's weird um no she's been promoted in the in dia whatever and then, uh, of course, Junior has all these got uh, all these girls around him is, he's, he's, he's a real popular dude. Um, and, uh, they all meet up and they hug and they're like, oh, here's all your new paperwork. Isn't it is great? You should do study this and this and this. And the college is like, no, I'm not going to study that. I'm going to make my own mistakes. And it's like this all like really chummy ending thing. Um, which is, I, I don't know. It, that, that didn't really work for me. Um, so I, I wonder if they did have a really bleak ending at first um, with him. Like what I thought was going to happen that he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. This is a good idea. Um, instead of this ha- quote unquote, happy ending that just feels as fake as the digital actor in the scene. But, um, uh, I say that mostly joke. I, um, it's, Yeah, it felt really out of place from the rest of the film. So i I've got it's got it's got to be have been a reshoot for the ending. I'm gonna look that up after this. See if there's an original ending for the film that was like very very different. Um, Because it seems like there there definitely could have been a very different ending. So. yeah, that's my thoughts on Gemini Man. I'm, I very well might do a whole other half hour or more. Oh man, 35 minutes. Sorry. Um, a whole other half hour or more talking about this film if I see it again later this week. Um, but man, it's, I think it's, it's worth seeing if you can see it in the theater. Um if you've listened to this all the way, you've hopefully I've already seen the film so I didn't like spoil stuff for you. Um but uh if if you have seen the film, if you only saw it like in a 2 on a 2D screen, I want to know what that was like. Let me know what it was like. Um I'm hopefully going to see it in 2D later this week so I can know for myself um and do kind of like a follow up on this. Um uh, from and maybe I'll, I'll have more to say about the story and everything too. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if, if you have only seen, if you did like it well enough and you're able to go see it again, I recommend and, and, and you have, you're at a, near a theater that is playing it in 3d HD, HR, HFR high frame rate. That's what it stands for. um, give it a give it a try just to see what it's like um but only if you you know you have the the means to do so um i if you've already seen it or you're not interested in seeing it then you know don't don't use your money to go 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 see a film you know you're going to enjoy don't just throw it away just as an experiment i saw this using my uh amc subscription if you have a subscription like that then that's a perfect opportunity to go just try seeing a movie with this technology this projection technology and all that but um yeah i could i could definitely oh that's another thing i wanted to talk about i could go on for another half hour but um there were a couple of scenes that were more surreal. Like the the whole film is like hyper real because of the frame rate, but there were a, a few thing, a, a few moments um, that were of Harold's memory of being like underwater. And those, that like small sequence, I think is the most, and I, I don't know why I forgot about this entire episode to talk about. I thought that was the, like those like that like one minute of the film is the most interesting and innovative different maybe not innovative but it's the most interesting and different uh use of the 3d and the high frame rate and all that coming together to create this like this experience that you would never see in real life because most of it you could see in real life, assuming you got on a motorcycle, assuming that you were in a room with somebody, assuming that you were down into the in the um, the 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 con- what, are, what is it called? They were in they were in um they were in Hungary. They're in Budapest, so it wasn't the um uh, in Paris. It's called the uh, what what is it called? The con it starts i feel like it starts to the sea but it's called something different in budapest but where all the, the 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 underneath in the ground in the tunnels all the skeleton all all the bodies all the dead are down there oh what is that called i don't know i can't remember but uh like if you are actually in those places you could experience it in a similar way, hopefully not with people shooting at you and stuff like that, but it's it's something that you would see in real life. Uh, but these this kind of uh, surreal underwater uh, crossing into different images and stuff like that, that was very, very cool. That's something that you would not see in real life, and that is what makes things... Interesting. The, mo, the most interesting for me. Um, same thing with the the first Ant Man. I didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp in 3D, uh, but I imagine all the quantum realm stuff is uh, is uh, also very very interesting um, and unlike anything you can see in reality. Uh, but the first film, those those segments were uh, incredible. And it was a very brief section of the film. And if the entire film was like that, then it'd probably get sick and throw up or whatever. But uh, yeah, having I'm really glad that they had at least one very short section of the film that was like that. So yeah, um, I, I I'll stick with a B with a B because if it wasn't for all this technical stuff, I probably would have not liked this movie at all. Um, so I think a B is a really solid rating. I was about to upgrade be like, Oh yeah, this, I love this movie, but I don't, I don't love it, but I do appreciate it quite a bit. So, um, yeah, let me know what you thought about Gemini man. That's all I've been talking about for 40 minutes um, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIW for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses, especially if you're being chased by your clone who has been sent to kill you. Um, so I can see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.